my brother is a lawyer, my sister's a doctor, my other brother's a network executive, my other sister is a great mother. By the time I came around, number five, I was like, I could be whatever the hell I want. <laughs> so I'm going to be on TV and I'm going to own the world's first all cats model agency. And my mom kind of likes that more than the doctor. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you can see your child on TV, sometimes that trumps those other things, right? Right, 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 right. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. First-hand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for folks just like you who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. Well, we are at the end of May and we are turning the page into June, which means we are at the intersection of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander Heritage Month and LGBTQ plus Pride Month. And it's a perfect intersection because I'm proud of my own Filipino Hawaiian heritage, and I'm proud to be a member of the LGBTQ plus community. So help us celebrate by visiting us at leadwithyourbrand.com slash AAPI for our AAPI Voices collection. And you can now check us out at leadwithyourbrand.com slash pride for our Pride on Brand collection. Both of our collections feature amazing guests, all who happen to identify as members of those communities, and all who are executives, leaders, and influencers who are making an impact in the world and in their industry. And because we've got this intersection, I have an amazing guest today. It is CC Asuncion, who is the model director at Slay Model Management. And you probably recognize him from the reality TV series Strut that aired on Oxygen. But before we get to Cece, let's talk a little bit about your brand. You know, we always talk about our brand in terms of the things that we do, right? And you've probably spent work thinking about your brand attributes and how you want people to describe you and those behaviors that support the way that people describe you. And you've thought about those declarative statements in your brand foundation and your brand filter, all about the things you're going to do to package yourself. But I want to remind you that your brand is as much about what you choose not to do as what you choose to do. That's right. What you choose not to do can be hugely defining about your brand. Now, 
I know we all sit here and say, hey, I'm a jack of all trades. I can do any job and I've got multiple skills and expertise. And of course you do, or you wouldn't be a superstar player in your industry. But remember, when you try and be something to everyone, you really end up being nothing to no one. Now, you know, this reminds me of a great story about Nike. Now, for years, my business partner and my husband, Joe, worked in marketing and did tons of multicultural and women's focused and LGBTQ plus marketing. And he worked with Nike all of the time. Now, I remember nonprofits coming to Joe all of the time because they were like, oh, we want a connection with Nike. And we know that you recommend pro-social things that Nike should do in these key markets. And one of those groups was the AIDS Walk. And they said, oh, we absolutely need Nike to be our sponsor. And just imagine everyone walking for AIDS research and AIDS services, all wearing Nike shoes. And, you know, Joe, he intimately knew the Nike folks and was like, you know, this isn't really on brand for them. But you know what? They kept asking him. And one time the opportunity was there and he said, send me your stuff because I do have a meeting to plan the pro-social stuff for next year. But I want to forewarn you, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a hard no. Well, those folks at the AIDS Walk were shocked when Joe came back and said, yep, It was exactly what I thought. It was a hard no. And they were like, why? And Joe said to them, quite simply, in one sentence, they said, we are Nike and we run, we don't walk. We run we don't walk. You see, for Nike, of course, they support all sorts of amazing charities. But for them, it was which were the charities that were doing something that felt on brand for Nike, because Nike was about winning and Nike was about athleticism and being active and overcoming obstacles and taking a personal stand. And they were like, hey, if we want to talk about the AIDS marathon, that's on brand for Nike. But people walking isn't quite it. And, you know, that's a core lesson for you to learn. What are those things that you could do? What are those things that maybe you are doing, but you really need to stop because they drag you off brand? What are those things that you can do, but when you opt into doing them, they actually define a completely different brand than what you want to be known for? Now, our guest today is a perfect example of intersections and intersectionality. It is CC Asuncion, who is the founder and model director of Slay Model Management, the world's first transgender modeling agency. Now, CC is an out and proud gay Filipino producer and director based out of Los Angeles, and his journey in the entertainment industry began when he directed and produced What's the Tea, which followed the lives of five transgender women from New York and San Francisco. Now, Cece produced Strut on the Oxygen Network under NBC Universal, as well as The People's Queen on iFlex and ABS-CBN Global. He was winner of the 
2017 GLAAD Media Award for Outstanding Reality Series for Strut, and in 2013 he was named as an Outstanding Filipino-American for LGBTQ Advocacy. He recently judged Miss Universe as well as co-hosting Miss Teen USA, and in 2020 he produced Slay Model Search on Here TV, which is the first global trans-exclusive model search. We'll be back in just a few moments with CC Asuncion. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we are back. I have a fabulous guest to close out AANHPI Heritage Month and kick off LGBTQ plus Pride Month. It is the model director of Slay Model Management, Cece Asuncion. Cece, what's going on? Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited. We haven't seen each other in so long, but let's dive in. <laughs> Cece, tell me, you are a mover and shaker. You're always meeting new folks. How do you explain to people who you are and what it is that you do? So I'm Cece Asuncion, and I am the model director and owner of Slay Model Management, which is the world's first and only all-trans model agency. Ooh, I love that it's so succinct, but talk to me. I mean, you're the first and only modeling agency specifically amplifying trans talent and trans models. So so talk to me, how did you even get into this line of work? Um, I started with a documentary that I did a billion years ago called What's the Tea? And really throughout that whole process, I met so many amazing trans people. And I figured... You know, I grew up with the supermodels. I'm 47. And a lot of their physicalities or their physical attributes, a lot of trans people possess. And I always found trans people to be beautiful. So I figured, why not? And and of course, that why not turned into a bunch of other things and a lot of challenges. But I think when you're really, really excited about something and you obsess about something and you just love what you do, um, things will happen to you. Yeah. Good things. Good things. And you're doing good things for other people. So I know you just got back from Asia. You were in Thailand. You were in the Philippines. What were you doing there? And what exciting things are you working on? So I worked on the first international iteration of Slay Model Search. And we did it in Slay Model Search Asia. So I did it in the motherland. So I did it in the Philippines with (laughs) ABS-CBN and Beo Live and MAC Cosmetics. Um... Really, they have been such champions of, of what I do and, and this amazing community that gets to really give me purpose. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. And it's really a great feeling. It, it's a great feeling to, you know, it's, it's AAHPI month and really getting to do it there in Asia is, is so special to me. So, so talk to me, Cece. How did you get from the Philippines to the U.S. where you live now here in L.A.? Um, I was 18, 19. We left because we lost our money. Oh, wow. And we had to have a new beginning. And I'm very proud of that because it's, I've done everything when I moved here as an immigrant. 
I've, I've danced at clubs. I've, yes, I was thin back then. <laughs> <laughs> we all were. <laughs> um, I've waited tables. I've worked for restaurants. I've worked at hotels. Um, it was a tough journey. And I remember um, just assimilating more into the LGBTQIA world. Yeah. Versus the whole Filipino community in America. Mm. And and I think that's one of the things that I, I really hold dear to my heart is that I'm very cognizant, I'm very conscious and proud of my being Filipino. Mm. But I also don't get caught up in it. I, I You know what I mean? I You have to know your roots, but you also have to transcend it. Yeah, yeah. And, and so talk to me because you've really been an ally and an advocate for people who are transgender or identify as trans for many years, right? Wait, I mean, we're talking yeah. about it right now because there's just this slew of laws and, and things that are coming out and sort of just a, a, an anti-trans movement. But talk to me, how is it that you became an ally and advocate in this space? Honestly, it, it's... I call myself an accidental advocate because I really mm. just wanted to open a model agency. I didn't know in the beginning that it would be such an undertaking and really being somewhat of a voice for the voiceless, but I figured out that it's not being a voice for the voiceless. It's just that whenever a mic is given to me, like now I talk about <laughs> this community that has given me so much. Yeah. Um, and you're right. You know, as you mentioned that, it wasn't in vogue back then or anything. And I think you take simple pleasures in the silence, knowing that you've done something very well for history. Even if you don't get invited to all the things that would highlight um, people like myself. And by that, I mean gay or Asian. Um, yeah. you, you just kind of have to be okay with that. Yeah. You know, um, and knowing that every organization, when they, you know, when they have those 75 most influential lists, and you don't make it, you kind of were like, yeah, that's okay. I know what I've done. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not really about sometimes. the list, right? But it, it's it's yeah. about the impact that you've had. And clearly, you have had an impact. So take me Thank back you. when you were a little kid, like growing up in the Philippines, right? What did you want to be when you grew up? Honestly, like that was one of my takeaways when I got back here. And I never really got to tell her yet. Well, I'm, then she'll see this. Um my favorite thing about being Filipino as a child growing up in the Philippines is that my mother allowed me to make so many mistakes mm. and knowing that I will always have the love and support of someone. Yeah. That led me to be where I'm at. Mm. You know how like Asian parents, they always have the whole, you better be a doctor or a lawyer, <laughs> you know, and then there's baseline or a nurse. <laughs> especially and, if we're filipino yeah exactly but um so my brother is a lawyer my sister's a doctor my other brother's a network executive my other sister is a great mother by the time i came around number five i was like i could be whatever the hell i want 
<laughs> so I'm going to be on TV and I'm going to own the world's first all-trans model agency. And my mom kind of likes that more than the doctor. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you can see your child on TV, sometimes that trumps those other things, right? So talk to me about some of your career breakthroughs that really got you to where you are today. I mean, you have this breakout success with uh, the documentary film, What's the Tea, right? Like you went on to go through all of these film festivals, right? First off, how did you get from kind of having this small indie film to then having an agency and having shows on, you know, the Oxygen Network and ABS CBN? Hard work. Um, I really tell a lot of people, I don't, I shouldn't diminish my talent, but it's really hard work. It's probably like 70% hard work and 30% talent. Um, and really I've been very blessed with meeting the right people. Yeah. When I, I was still in San Francisco when I met, um, Glenn Meehan, who was with 44 Blue Productions. Mm just happened to ask me, what are you doing now? Because I was coming from the festival rounds. And I just said, I'm, 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 working, on a, I'm, I'm working on my agency. It's an all-trans model agency. And really, it was just that. The next day, he goes, okay, don't talk to anyone. I'm like, why? And he was, <laughs> no, I was seriously clueless. I really didn't know Jason. And he goes, I think there's a show here. Um, but I think you should be in it. And I said, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but, <laughs> you didn't want to be on camera? I, I really didn't. Um, because it was about them. You know, it mm. really is. And I think I just lucked out because I kind of say whatever's on my mind. And as you know, a lot of a lot of people of our background have a hard time just saying what's on their minds. And I think yeah. it's because how we're conditioned. Um, I call it the Miss Universe complex of... Mm. You try to just show the best possible version of you. And I'm like, no, nobody believes that anymore. That's why there's an uprise of influencers. Yeah. And so, Cece, talk to me, because it's one thing to say, like, ooh, I want to start a modeling agency. It's another one to start a modeling agency in a space that, like, no one's ever seen before. And certainly, there's tons of both explicit and implicit bias around trans people in general, let alone when we decide to go into the beauty space, right? So right. How, how did you how did you launch this agency, right? Like, what did, what did you do to actually get there and actually have a successful agency? I remember when, when um, What's the Tea and Strut came out, um, I was working with still my publicist right now. I'm sure you know them. It's Len Evans and, and Jeff Dorda, right? Yeah. And they were really telling me, well, we need a story as to why you care about this community. And I, and I remember telling them, well, I, I, I just remember the unedited version is, Jason, something Ooh, in my yes. head just kept telling me. Something just kept telling me you have to do this. Mm. And, and I remember telling them that. And they were like, well, you're going to sound crazy. So we need a better story. <laughs> And so we, we landed on, and this is true. I remember watching this young trans girl on Anderson Cooper's show. So we stuck with that. So many times, even in my career as a model agent or as a TV producer, it's all about timing, as you know. You know, like you have to know when to push back. You know, have, you have to know when to lay and just take it. Um, you have to take your wins along with your losses. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, going back to your question, it's, 
I don't know. I, I think this is just my path. This is my life journey. Finally, Trans Models and my agency have a place at the table. And we're just not going to have crumbs anymore. Yeah. You know? And and talk to me, when was that moment that you knew you had made it in the agency business? Like, wh- when was it that you first got, like, one of your models booked and were like, this is oh happening? My God. I remember the first gig that I had, which was with Ren. Ren is, is, is still one of my very good friends. It was for the cover of a romance novel. <laughs> and, and, and no, Jason, it was, and it was $50. Wow. And we took it. You know, and of course, you know, we've come so far, so long. And, and you know, I remember it was Eva Mendez for New York and Company booked Ren and Arise Wanzer, who is still with me. And I love her dearly. She'll always be my muse. Um, and I remember going backstage to say hello to them. <laughs> and I still get emotional about this. And I remember looking at the wall with a model roster. And uh, the, the names of the models were there. And they were like, I don't know, Lisa. And she was with Ford. And then below it was Slay. And it said Arisa and Ren. And below it was Elite. Mm. And that was when I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm with the big leagues now. And yeah. that made me feel really good. Um, to this day, that's still one of my favorite moments. And of course, you know, that night I met you when we won the GLAAD Award. Um, of course, for Strut on Oxygen, right? <laughs> that was not, you know, it's not easy when you open an all-trans model agency and cameras are rolling and your your imposter syndrome is at an all-time high. Yeah. And I remember them having meetings upon meetings upon meetings, really trying to figure out what was going to happen. And I was like, or you can just make me do and do what I do. Yeah. And, you know, and it was tough. It was really a tough time. Um, and I still look back with very fond memories and also really tough memories about that time. Yeah. But it helped me so much. So I'm never going to go and talk shit about it. Yeah. Well, what was one of the hardest moments doing filming that show while you're actually running an agency? Not getting paid enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you want it authentic. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, let's play on that, Cece, right? Like now today where you are, how do you ensure that you get paid what you're worth and how do you advocate for your models so that, you know, we're not accepting $50 gigs anymore? I have a good lawyer and also <laughs> a good agent. <laughs> and his name is Max Schifrin of SGA Talent. I love you, Max. <laughs> no, it, it's really, but the truth is you have to have good allies. Yeah. Um, one of my biggest lessons this year is that allies need allies. And not even from just a professional level, but even from a very personal level. And when they, and when you understand it's a mutually beneficial relationship, it makes the relationship so much easier and so much more organic. Yeah. So none of those things happen to me anymore. Um, A lot of people should be paying up sooner though. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, these are just the challenges that every industry has. Yeah. Um, It's always a fine line of 
really getting your point across, but still being very professional and kind. Slay Model Search and Slay Model Search Asia is a testament that the world and the world of fashion is changing. Mm. Because I wouldn't have sustained it if there was no viable jobs. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm always going to be grateful. And I come from a place of gratitude versus um, what's lacking. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we met when you won the GLAAD Award that night, because I think we were wearing the same tuxedo from Mr. Turk. And I was like, I'm going to kill that person. And I was like, oh, no, they're the winner. And they're from Oxygen. And they're part of the NBC Universal <laughs> family where I worked at the time. It was I was real. It was really funny because. Um, that was when Mr. Turk started dressing me, right? Like even mid season. And I remember <laughs> saying, all right, great. Finally, someone's sponsoring my clothes and it's the official designer for all the professional middle-aged gays. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember even that year, okay, it's funny story. I mean, I, I hope they don't cancel me, but. I remember they sent me clothes <laughs> and they were like, we're so sorry, CC. This is the only selection we have because Ross Matthews took the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's always trying to steal the best stuff. I know. And now he's much thinner than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good, good for Ross. Um, well, CC, let's talk a little bit about your brand as a leader, as a producer, as a founder, give me three words that people would uh, that people would use to describe brand CC. You know what? I, I'll use three words um, in a sentence because you know I'm an overachiever. Um, <laughs> it's leading with purpose. Mm. Um, I've learned that in the beginning I was leading with my passion because I was so passionate about it. Um, really idealistic to a fault, but leading with your purpose. Once you're conscious about what your higher being, whether it's God or the universe or whatever you believe in, once you understand and in your heart of hearts, you know that you're doing good. It is the most sustainable thing. And you wake up every day for the most part that you look forward to what you're doing. Yeah. And so what, how would you describe what your purpose is, CC? Um, it's allyship. You have to understand that the model and agent relationship is very tricky. It's, I'm not your boss and you're not my boss. Mm. You know what I mean? So, so it's a partnership. So everyone that I know that you met through the agency was because they wanted to work with me. I'm your front line. Mm. So when you go on set, you have to respect my name and my brand. Yeah. As much as I did for you. Yeah, Absolutely. So, Cece, let's talk a little bit more about your brand. I love that you said, you know, your your models don't work for you and you don't work for them. It's really a partnership. Why is it that a model would choose you? What what about your brand is it that someone would say, I want Cece to be my agent. I want to be with Slay. I think it's because I'm very authentic in the sense that while I may not be trans, there are certain things in life that everyone just shares as a human experience that people are not exempt from, which yeah. we relate to one another. I know what it's like to feel othered. Um, I know what it's like to feel different. I know what it's like to want more. Mm. I know what it's like 
to want love. I know what it's like to grieve, grieve, you know, and, and all of those things. And I think it's authenticity. It, it's, you know, exactly where you're at with me. Yeah. And I'm very proud of that. And that's one of the things that I'm very, very proud of. If I'm pissed off at you, you know I'm pissed off at you. If I love you, you know I love you. <laughs> I don't, you know, I think it's when you grow up Asian and there's a lot of reading between the lines. Yeah. That is one thing I wanted to get rid of immediately. Mm. No, it, it's, I, I don't have time to guess. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm 47. I don't have hair. Like I, I have to know exactly what's going on. I think that would be my brand. It's 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 as authentic as I possibly can be. Yeah, and and so you said, Cece, that you had that moment where you realized it couldn't just be leading with passion. It had to be yeah. leading with purpose. What was that moment that you realized, oh, it just can't be about like my fire, my passion, it needs to be driven with purpose. It was after Strut, and we didn't get picked up for a second season. Wow. Um, Oxygen decided to rebrand, as you know, and that was nobody's fault. Um, And when you're new and you don't really know how things work, you kind of have to learn that things are not always under your control. Mm. And that was it. That was when it's like, wait, I'm passionate about this, but this door closed. To this day, Jason, I still get DMs for people asking where it is and is it coming back? And I'm like, yeah. mm, it's not. <laughs> unless it's a crime show, right? Yeah, <laughs> Which is the oxygen you know, rebrand, right? Exactly. And I'm not I'm not about to strangle anyone to death. You know? <laughs> yeah. And 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 so how did you how did you turn the corner there? Because here it was like you you got a huge award for this show. People loved the show. I mean, if we're really honest, because this is now more than five years ago, this was was like a time, like this whole show was about telling the story of trans people when like there was barely even trans characters played by trans people anywhere in media, right? Exactly. And it it was really that. It was about it's sink or swim. Is this your purpose? Are you just passionate about it? Because you got a reality show out of it. Mm, And and it it was not. I loved what I did. I, I loved the careers that I've launched. And it was during the toughest times when you realize sometimes what your purpose is. Mm. Um, And that was a dark time. And everybody started waiting tables again. Um, The the strut money disappeared really quickly. Um, And it was sink or swim. Yeah. Yeah. And, And Jason, I swam for dear life. And after that, I remember being asked, to judge in Miss Universe. And really, he just kept going and going. And then I did People's Queen with, you know, with, with, with ABSC Band. And then after that, I remember doing, what the hell did I do? Oh, I, I hosted Miss Teen USA. Um, <laughs> and I just, that was really one of the most terrifying moments of my life. But, and I'm still Why was it good. terrifying doing Teen USA? Miss Teen USA, okay, first of all, like, I got the script on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> See, here we thought you were all just ad lib all the time. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with this. And I'm good with reality. So I'll say whatever. But when there's a script, I remember um, my manager before Max now, 
she asked me to, she sent me a script and it was apparently, it was Crazy Rich Asians. And I was like, I'm not going to go do this. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, like Nico Santos that everybody knows, right? That was the role, right? Cousin Oliver? That was the role. And Nico and I were friends. We met in San Francisco before all of this LA stuff. And I haven't even told him, but I'm going to text him this because I'm like, he might, I'm sure he's going to see this. <laughs> and, and I remember I was like, I'm not even going to. So there's no tape around of me trying for that part. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's and that's what I mean. Like, even within our community, right? I think it's one thing I have learned now after coming to Asia is the lateral, the lateral discrimination that we as Asians have towards one another. Mm. Um, it's not cute. You know what I mean? We have to celebrate each other's wins. Yeah. Um, instead of seeing each other as competition. Mm. Um, and I think that's like one message I really would like to get across there. That it's like we have to celebrate each other's wins. Yeah. Because we can't expect the community at large to respect us as LGBTQIA folk and as Asians. Yeah. We can't expect everyone to take us seriously if we don't take each other seriously and respect and love what each other does. Mm. It's just impossible. Amen. And so you are in a position where you are constantly coaching models and talent to like get the audition, right? Yeah. To sh- up well to win the pageant so what are some things and i and i've seen you in action because you <laughs> you were so great to have me on an episode of yeah. of the of, of the people's queen right and and yeah. uh and and we were talking with some of your your uh pageant pageant gals there what are some things that you do when you are coaching your talent that you think anyone could really use this to be successful at leading with their brand in their career be kind Mm. that would be the biggest thing. Be kind and don't be an asshole. Yeah. Um, because it's so small. Um, mm. And I learned this more so when I was in Asia. Yeah. I was walking down the street in Bangkok, like literally in Bangkok, right? At Pat, like close to Pat Pong. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course. You know, I'm walking with my cousin, my lesbian cousin, Clarice, and we're walking with her girlfriend. I'm a little drunk. And then someone starts screaming my name. And it really shook me to my very core because I'm like, yeah. I'm on the opposite end of the world. I've never been to Thailand. And someone knows me here. And that just proves that it's like wherever you are, if you're consistently kind and you and you make someone feel good, yeah. um, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. I, I, because it's like, well, you're consistently you. Mm. You know, um, I love that I get to talk to you, and it still feels like the first night we met at Glass. <laughs> um, without drinks. Without drinks. Now, one of the things about having like this uniquely you brand, right? Like you tell it like it is, we can see it. You still are striving to always, right, be this amazing ally and sh- show up with kindness is sometimes our brand doesn't mesh with other people. So yes. talk to me, how do you interact with people, whether it's one of your models, whether it's, you know, other executives or, or funders? How do you handle it when people are giving you feedback that like, who you are and who your brand is kind of doesn't work for them. You actively listen. Yeah. Um, you know, you actively listen and you, 
it is our job to assign how much pain or hurt comes when you hear no. Mm. Um, and if you if you learn to assign how little or how much, yeah, um, it just becomes easier. Yeah. Um, what I've done in the space that I've created is not easy. I've heard no so many times. And I would have folded the first five months, even with the cancellation of Strut. But guess what? I'm still here. <laughs> you know? and, you know, I'm still here. And now we're going worldwide, you know, and, and yeah. I'm very proud of that. And um, really, that's it. I think it, it's you listen and, yeah. and you pivot. Yeah. I think those are the very important things. Yeah. And so talk to me. I know you got beat up a little bit in the press recently because uh, <laughs> some of the fans were not a fan of your outfit uh, that, that you showed, showed up in. So, so talk to me a little bit about that and, and how you, I mean, you did a really elegant job of pivoting in that situation. So, so give us, give us the backstory and how you handled it. So I was asked to judge the Miss Philippines pageant, which is huge, right? You have like 60 yeah. million viewers. Um, in August of last year. And that was my first time back in the motherland after 22 years, right? So they dragged me, <coughs> they dragged me on, on, on social media. Um, but they also loved me because I spoke in the native tongue with one of the, the, the beauty contestants. And so it was like a mixed bag of hate and love. Um, but you know what? It, it's now I'm just that shorts wearing judge who speaks fluent Filipino, even if I've been here. For <laughs> <of my life. laughs> um, well, and so I, I thought it was so interesting that like, while people were kind of bombarding you, right. Like you actually <laughs> turned it around and said, like, whether you're wearing shorts or pants, like you're here to advocate for trans people in the beauty space. Right. And this is what I love about you. You read and you research. <laughs> no, I'm serious, Jason, because it's like, I, I, I've done numerous um, interviews and, and podcasts, and it shows that you love what you do and that you have respect for your guests. Absolutely. So, really, it, it's... And I came back, and I did Slay Model Search Asia, and guess what I wore? <laughs> I wore shorts. And guess what? <laughs> In the opening number, I made all the models wear shorts. <laughs> And those shorts were made by this amazing trans designer named Paula Caceres, who's my friend now. Um, because, you, you, you know, you have to turn these tough times into something you can laugh at. Yeah. Um, when my sister passed away from cancer, she told me, you have mm. to keep doing what you're doing as long as it makes you happy. Yeah. So I always take my temperature check. Of, Is this, this still making me happy? You know, mm. and, and it does. It constantly does. Yeah. Well, Cece, a, a couple of fun, quick questions to close us out. We've been talking all about your brand and the brand of uh, Slay Model Management, but what is a brand you're obsessed with? As a consumer, what can't you live without? It would have to be Zara Wan. Zara Wan is this bag designer in the Philippines, and she's also a friend of mine. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll send you her stuff. You'll die with it. Yay. Um, the reason why I'm obsessed with her is because, one... She and I were flight attendants together when I was eight, 17, 18. <laughs> and, and that was when my family lost our money and we had to move to America. And she gave me my tickets to restart in America. 
Wow. And I will always be grateful for that. And now, you know, I mean, two flight attendants, and now she's a huge fashion designer. I mean, a bag designer. And I own Slay. And guess what? I was on a call earlier because she just hired my models. Wow. Um, And it's such a full circle moment. And again, that was because she was being kind, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be? Not a Tesla. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Anything but a Tesla. (laughs) I think it's it's that. Why are you definitely not a Tesla? Because I'm not pretentious and I have a great hold on reality. And (laughs) I will always show up and I would need a driver. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And finally, Cece, what's the best career advice that you'd like to pass on to our listeners? The best career advice would be don't be an asshole. Do not be an asshole. Be kind. And roll with the punches. As long as you're cognizant that this is a choice that you made, it'll make the tough times easier. Mm, I love that. Well, Cece, thank you for being with us and rolling with the punches and more importantly, leading with purpose. It was so great uh, seeing you. And uh, where can people find out more about Slay Model Management and uh, your upcoming shows? So it's on Instagram, it's at Slay Models LA, and mine is at Yet Ascension. So I'll see you there. Yay. Thank you, CC. And we'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. I just loved reconnecting with my good friend, Cece Asuncion, the founder and model director of Slay Model Management. You know, he had so many great stories and so many great tidbits, but what really stands out to me about Cece is this whole notion of working hard and perseverance. Whether it's your career, whether it's your brand, you've got to put in the work. Now, when you look at CeCe on TV, when he's hosting or in one of his reality shows, or even when you meet him in person, he's fun and loving and so much warmth. But behind that, there's all of that grit and perseverance that gets things done. You know what? There are so many times, not only only in his career, but his life that he could say, hey, you know what? I got dealt a bad deal on this deck of cards and I'm just going to throw in the towel. But you know what? He never did. And he's changing the world for the better. So think for yourself, when you have those hard knocks, you are at a fork in the road. That is the time that you don't want to be on autopilot and just go with the punches. No, I want you to stand up, make strategic choices, 
put your hands on that steering wheel and drive to where you want to go based on where you are now. Well, that's our show for today. If you loved what you heard, make sure you are following us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll deliver a brand new show every single week. Of course, we are closing out Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Check out our full collection at leadwithyourbrand.com slash AAPI. And we are proud to kick off LGBTQ plus Pride Month, where you can check out our Pride on Brand brand collection at leadwithyourbrand.com slash pride. In addition, you can find our partnership materials from Out and Equal Workplace Summits if you would like to use the Pride on Brand collection as a podcast club for your employee resource group. And most importantly, in your career, don't be a boring old commodity like coffee. Make sure you are that super premium brand like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.